Hey, well, uh, good morning, everybody. It's so good to see you today. Um, thank you for worshiping with us. Family, it's good to be with you today and to be able to worship. I love the soup, brother. Love what you got going on there. Hey, happy Father's Day to everybody in the house today. Can we put our hands together? And if you're, if you're with your dad right now, tell him happy Father's Day. Say happy Father's Day to your dad if you happen to be with him. Hey, happy June, Juneteenth as well. It was this past Friday. Happy Juneteenth. Um, we are excited today to be able to just uh, step into this moment. And I've got a special word for dads. Uh, today, so I'm super excited about that. But hey, before we um, before we jump into that, let me just say this past week was our annual vision night for all of our covenant members, and it was a great evening online, nonetheless. But it was a great evening to be with you. I know so many of you have been were on there with us, and so many of you have actually watched that since. Thank you so much for being with us and for being a part of this as well. We released our annual report for this past fiscal year. Our July, our 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 fiscal year rather runs from July to June and we are just now finishing up our previous fiscal year and getting ready to step into another one and so our team put together um, an annual report as we do each week and you can find that on our giving page if you haven't already seen that so excited about our church hey I said this um, on Wednesday night when we were together with our covenant members and I just want to say this that um, I, I know it's a crazy moment it's a crazy season all the things that we've had to go through over the past few weeks and the past few months but I genuinely believe that our church is the healthiest that it has ever been um, and I am so excited about that and I'm so grateful for our church right now in this moment aren't you glad that you got a church right now in this season that's for you and that's loving you and that's helping you so but thank you. I love you. I love our staff as well. Can we put our hands together for the staff? And they, we got, we got the best staff in the world, y'all. I love our staff. Our staff are so awesome. They've done such a great job um, working really endless hours over the past few weeks as we have been um, in this season and in this pandemic and uh, ending this fiscal year and getting ready to step into another. So, hey, would you pray with me? And then we'll begin. God, thank you for uh, today. Thank you for fathers. Thank you that you are our heavenly father and that we get to spend eternity with you. If we are your children, if we are your sons and daughters, if we've been washed by the blood of Jesus and brought into and adopted into your family, we get to spend eternity with you, our dad, our heavenly dad. And so we bless you today and we love you. And we thank you. We thank you for our earthly dads. Give us a picture, Lord. Some good, some bad, some, some struggling, some, some successful, some across the map. We thank you for our dads today, and we honor them, and we bless them. And we say this in Jesus' good name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, I just want to say again, hey, happy Father's Day to all uh, the dads. I'm so excited for you. We just want to champion the dads today. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy right now being a dad. I feel like dads get a bad rap often. It's hard to be a father, you know, on a lot of different levels, but we're going to champion the dads today, give them a little love, um, encourage them, strengthen them. So if you're a dad or you're a granddad, we honor you today. Uh, we bless you. And uh, if no one else tells you this today, I think you're awesome, okay? I think you're awesome if you are a dad. You know, it's, it's kind of tough being a dad. I remember um, just a few years ago, my oldest, Nora, she was four years old at the time. It was just after we had started the Bridge Church. And I remember walking in one day after work, and I walked into the front door, and Nora, my oldest, she looks up at me, and she says, Daddy's not a very tall man. And I'm like, what, what, did, I do? what did I do? Like, come, come on now. 
Um, it's, sometimes it's just rough being a dad. You know, sometimes it's just hard. We need all the love and all the help that we can get. And so, hey, I actually want to mention this as I begin. Um, a good friend, Brian Loritz, as well as a good friend of Pastor Chris, just came out with a book called The Dad Difference. The Dad Difference. And uh, you can actually get this on, on Amazon. It's the four most important gifts you can give uh, to your kids. The Dad Difference. And so there's just a little resource to help you out, give you a little love along the way as you are in your pursuit of trying to be a dad. Hey, well, I know today is, you know, it's Happy Father's Day. And in some ways it is a happy day, but I know that for many it isn't necessarily a happy day. It's rather for some of you it's a hard day. And so I just want to say um, out of the gate today that um, some of you, you've never had um, a, a dad present in your life. And we see you today. Some of you have lost your dad some of you had an, an absent father or an abusive father. Some of you are, are dads and you feel like you've failed. You just feel like you just can't be successful as a dad. Some of you are fathers and you've lost a child or lost children. Um, some of you desire to be a dad, and, but you, you can't for whatever reason. And some of you are, are in a broken family and trying to figure it out and got your kids and got split custody and stepkids and who knows what uh, is, is going on? But I know that today is, you know, a happy day, but it's also a hard day for many of you. And so let me just say that, hey, if you have failed or you've messed up in fatherhood, I just want you to know that there is forgiveness today. I just want you to know that there is um, forgiveness, that you've got a, a heavenly father that even in your imperfection, he still loves you. He still loves you today. He, he still adores you today. If you're a child of God, um, if you're a dad and you just feel like maybe you've dropped the ball or you've you've messed up. I just want to say, man, God loves you, and he forgives you, and today can be a new start for you. Today can be a new beginning for you, and you, you can change. Your life can be changed today. Your family can be changed today, and so I just want to say that there is forgiveness for you, and if you have been hurt because of your father and then had a, a hard situation or a hard experience with your dad, I just want you to know that there's healing uh, for you today. There's healing for you today, and you've got a heavenly Father that loves you and adores you and sees you exactly where you are, and he covers you with his love today. So today we're going to be in Psalm 127 in just five verses, Psalm 127, verses 1 through 5. I said earlier before we began today, this may be my shortest sermon ever, okay? So dads, you're welcome. Psalm 127, verses 1 through 5. We'll see. Here we go. Verse 1 says this, unless the Lord builds the house... Those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Verse 2, it is in vain that you, or empty, that you rise up early, get up early, real early, go to work and try to make it happen, and go to late, or go late to rest, staying up at all ends of the night trying to figure it out, trying to make it happen, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Verse 3, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Children are such a reward. Verse 4, some of you that have children in the terrible twos, you're like, I'm not so sure about that. But children, they're the fruit, the fruit of the womb a reward. Verse 4, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Somebody say warrior. Warrior. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man. Blessings, blessedness, a blessed state of being is the man who fills his quiver um, with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. 
Hey, we need more dads in the world right now who are healthy. We need more dads in the world who are holy. We need more dads in the world who are humble. We need more dads in the world who are hungry. Dads who will fight. Dads who will fight for their family. Dads who will fight for their marriage. Dads who will fight the good fight of faith, as the Apostle Paul says it. We need more dads. We need more fathers. We need more dads like this. When this would have been written in antiquity, a few thousand years ago, the analogy here of like an arrow in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. The idea here is quite literally, back then, uh, you didn't have a military defense system. You didn't have a militia of your own. Your own defense system was your own family. And you would raise up your children and, and train them in the actual art of war and what it was like to, to defend your home and to defend your people and to fight. And one of the primary roles of a dad was to raise up a family in that way, to raise up a family to know how to, how to live and how to, how to fight and how to defend the family and how to work for um, the family. And though we don't live in those times anymore, there is still a war that is raging. And I would say today that we still need to understand like arrows in the hand of a warrior are our children. And so here's the title for my sermon today. Here is the title, Warrior Dads. Warrior dads. We need some warrior dads. And today I want to help you understand what it would be like to be a warrior dad. If you are a dad today, if you are a father today, and you, maybe you even hope to be a dad one day, or one day you aspire to be a father, the first thing that you have to understand is that this is a fight. This is a fight. Life is war. I don't know if you've been sleeping under a rock or not, but life is not easy. At least for me, maybe you got some kind of like special benefits or something, but whenever I wake up in the morning, every day is a fight. Every day is a war. It's not easy. It just, everything doesn't automatically fall into place for me when I wake up in the morning. Life is not a vacation. Life is a war, and that's what we find ourselves in. It's a battle. It's a fight. And don't just think that because you get married and you have kids that everything is going to go your way. It will not go your way. What you are signing up for is war. It is rough out there. It is not easy. And there's internal enemies of your own sin and your own flesh and your own pride that you've got to fight against. And then there's external enemies, external enemies of everything else it feels like. Life is a war and we must be ready to fight in this war that we find ourselves in. And we need dads who are warriors, who understand what they're getting into and who are prepared for battle. And so from the scripture today, I see a few aspects of what it means to be a warrior dad. Here's what it means to be a warrior dad. This is the first thing we see in verse 1. I'll read it again. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Here's the first thing that I think you have to understand if you want to be a warrior dad today. It's this. Warrior dads fight with God, not against him. Warrior dads fight with God, not against him. This is so huge. You will never build anything of meaningful purpose and value apart from God. You just can't. It just doesn't work that way. And until you get that, you won't make it. You must be on God's side and be building with God if you want anything of value and eternal purpose to last in your life. Trust me, you want to fight with God, not against him. You want to be with God and building what he's building rather than building against him. Do you know that um, God is a builder? God is a builder. 
Um, God builds things. God builds marriages. God builds families. God builds businesses. He builds organizations. He builds churches. He builds leaders. He builds nations. He builds kingdoms. He is a builder. And Jesus would even say himself with his early disciples, he says, um, he says, I will build my church. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Dads, let me encourage you to build with God, not build without him. You want God in your life. You want God in your family. You want God in your marriage. You want him to be building it. You don't want to be doing this on your own. You don't want to be doing this on your own strength. You don't want to be figuring it out on your own strength. You need God. I'll say it like this. What you build with your hands will not last, but what you build, but what God builds rather with your hands will always last. See, what you build with your hands will not last, but what God builds with your hands will always last. It'll always last. I don't know about you, but I, I want to be a dad. I want to be a father. I want to I lead a home where God is, God's working. God's God's building. God's in charge of my home. God's the one that's doing it. God's the one that is moving supernaturally in ways that I can't. God's building things and establishing things that I would never be able to do with my own hands. God's imparting faith into my children that I would never be able to do. God's bringing unity into my marriage. God's bringing favor and prosperity and goodness and blessing into my home that I can't do on my own. I want to build with God. If you're a dad today, can I ask you, who is building your family? Who is building your family? Is it you or God? Are you fighting with God or without God? Are you building with him or without him? Are you trying to do this on your own strength? Or are you asking God to give you his strength and his power? Let me encourage you. Let's do this God's way. Let's do this God's way. Let, let's build our homes with God. Let's raise up our children with God. Let's, let's do this with God rather than without him. So the first thing that we see is that warrior dads, they fight with God. They, they don't fight against him. Here's the second thing. Look at verse 2. It says this. It is in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go to work. Waking up early, trying to pay the bills, doing this on your own, and go late to rest, staying up late, balancing the budget, trying to figure out your IRA, trying to figure out how you're going to pay the bills, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. See, if you are a dad, if you are a leader, if you are a provider even, there's a great weight that rests on your shoulders, if you've ever been a leader and you've had to feel the weight of the others that you are leading, ever had to feel the burden of taking people along with you in a certain direction and caring for their well-being and caring for their good, it's, it's hard to be a leader. There's a great weight that rests on the leader's shoulders. It's easy to get sucked into the vortex of just working and, and leading and caring and even providing and trying to do this. It's, it's, sometimes it can be like a hamster wheel where it feels like you just can't get out and you can't get ahead. And you're just working and you're trying and you're going and you're trying to make it happen and trying to make it happen. It's easy to get sidetracked. It's easy to get sucked into this. It's easy to get unhealthy. It's easy to get unhealthy and to get out of balance. You start, you start overworking. You start letting your work consume you. It's easy to forget who you are and what your role is in this process. You feel like it's 
all your job. You feel like it's completely your responsibility. Dads can forget and can become confused and even become imbalanced. Dads can easily take on a savior complex. Like it's all up to you and you have to do everything for your family and for your children. You gotta solve everything. You gotta build this family. You gotta try to be successful. And honestly, we even wanna be noticed. We wanna be noticed by others. We wanna be recognized by others. We wanna be respected by our wife. We want others to look at us and esteem us. And we want really glory and we want identity from the way in which we lead if you are a father and you are a leader. Then you begin to measure or you begin to measure your value and even your success or your significance on what you do rather than who you are. And then you become anxious. You become anxious and trying to work and trying to provide and trying to do everything. Here's the second thing that we see about warrior dads. Warrior dads fight from their identity, not for their identity. Warrior dads, they fight from their identity, not for their identity. Warrior dads aren't trying to be the savior. They're not trying to be God. They recognize God's role and they recognize their role. And they will, willingly submit to God and operate in the identity that God has already given them. This is what, by the way, is so beautiful and so powerful about Christianity. This is what is so amazing about the good news of the gospel. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus Christ, through his life, his death, and his resurrection, achieved our identity for us. His death covered our failures. His resurrection decided our destiny. And then in faith, we trust in Christ. We surrender our life to him. And then we become new. We receive forgiveness. We receive holiness. We receive righteousness. We receive a new identity as a child of God. So dads, in Christ, you already have success. In Christ, there is nothing that you can do today to make God love you more than he does right now. There's nothing that you could fail to do today that would make God love you less than he does right now. You have your identity already in Jesus Christ. You are the child. You are a child of the most high God, and he calls you son. He calls you son. He is for you. What else could you possibly do to add on to that, right? You're already a child of the most high God. Therefore, we need to fight from our identity, not for it. We need to, be, we need to have identity as dads, as, as warrior dads, and not trying to achieve things and not trying to accomplish things and not trying to get a certain amount of likes on social media or getting our boss or our coworkers to approve of us or accept us. You've already been accepted by God. He's given you everything that you need, and now you can operate in that. And you can live out of that. You don't have to impress anybody. You don't have to make anybody happy. You can make God happy and follow him and pursue him and operate in the identity that he has given you. Can I ask you if you are a dad today? Um, if you're a dad, what are you anxious about today? What are you anxious about today? Why is it that you are so anxious? Are you trying to make an identity for yourself? Are you trying to make somebody happy? Trying to make your kids proud, trying to impress someone around you. Or your dad, you fight from your identity, not for your identity. And then here's the third thing that we see in verse 3. It says this, I love this. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. 
Their heritage from the Lord, this word heritage means inheritance. They're a gift. Inheritance from the Lord, a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. This concept, I believe, of heritage is, is really powerful. God is providing you, if he has blessed you with children, if he's blessed you with these kiddos that are running around your house, God is providing you with a family that will be your heritage and your inheritance from God, which means what you have in your children, whether it's one child, whether it's eight children, how many children you have, what you have right now is your heritage. It is your reward. It is your legacy, you could even say. I'll say it this way. Warrior dads fight for a good legacy rather than a good time. Warrior dads are fighting for a good legacy, not just for a, a good time. Dads, the goal for us isn't just to have a good time isn't just to play golf on the weekends, isn't just to buy a boat someday, isn't just to try to figure out how to have a good time. The goal for dads is a great legacy, a legacy years and years and years of leading well, of being faithful, decades and decades and decades of being faithful to your family and to your wife. The goal is a good legacy, not a good time. So many dads are just trying to have a good time. You're just trying to figure out how to have all the toys, how to have all the perks, how to have the right house, how to have the right this, how to have the right career, how to have the right amount of money in your bank account, the right salary. Hear me when I say this. A legacy is priceless. A legacy is priceless. To be, to grow, and to be an older man at the end of your life and to say that you were faithful to your wife, to say that you were faithful to your children, to, to live for them, to, to love them, to provide for them, to work hard for them, to stay with it when it gets hard, to stay committed when it's not easy, to hang in there when it doesn't feel like you want to hang in there at all. A legacy is absolutely priceless. And your children, what we see right here, they are the reward. They are the reward. And blessed is the man, verse 5 would say, who fills his quiver, speaking of that analogy with arrows. Blessed is the man that fills his quiver full of them, which means your children are a good thing, even though they're driving you crazy right now. Now, maybe you've got older children. Maybe, maybe your children are already out of the house now. Maybe your children are maybe going and making decisions in ways that you wouldn't want them to make decisions. Maybe you're having a hard time with your children right now. Maybe, maybe they don't even live with you right now. Maybe they don't even want anything to do with you right now. But I want you to believe today that children are a good thing. They're a good thing. They are a gift from God for you. They are amazing. They are a gift from the Lord. And so the goal is years and years and years of faithfulness. Faithfulness to them, loving them well, serving them well, being faithful to your wife till the end, all the way to the end. And in 20 years, in 20 years, your young kids, they won't care whether or not they had the latest or greatest iPad. They, they, they won't really care in 20 years from now whether or not they got the iPhone 11 Pro when it came out. In 20 years from now, they will want a dad who fought for them. A dad who was a warrior for them. A dad who was faithful to his mom. A dad who laid down his life for them. Do you know that's actually what a warrior is? A warrior isn't actually someone that works for their own benefit or works for their own good, a warrior is actually someone that would be willing to sacrifice their life for the sake of someone else. And dads, you have the opportunity to live a life that 
maybe isn't comfortable for you, maybe is challenging for you in some other ways or some other regard, but is a life that you, as Jesus would say, take up your cross and die and give of your life for the sake of others. And I will say there is no greater reward in the world than doing that for your family. Loving your family and being faithful to your family and serving alongside your wife if you are blessed to be able to do that for as long as God allows you to do that. The good life isn't a, a bigger house. The good life, life isn't having a shinier car. The good life isn't having that boat in a slip in Wrightsville Beach, which if you have that no judgment, no condemnation, just give me an invite to come with you on your boat. Um, there's no, that's not the good life. The good life is showing up at home every night and walking in the door and getting on a knee and hugging your children and loving your children Speaking words of affirmation to them and encouraging them and empowering them, even as your heavenly Father did to you. See, today, if, if you're a dad and you're trying to figure this out, let me just encourage you and say, you've got a heavenly Father who is your example today. You've got a heavenly Father who actually would, would give to you. He would give a son so that you could be reconciled to him You have a God who is like the parable of the prodigal son who's on the front porch looking at you, ready for you, loves you, accepts you, wants to hug you, wants to grab you, wants to adore you. You've got a heavenly father who's faithful to you. His steadfast love endures forever for you. And today, dad, maybe you didn't have a good example or role model in your dad. I'm here to tell you today, you've got a heavenly father that you can look to. Take your cues from him. See the way that he treats you, see the way that he loves you, see the way that he values you, and then operate in that way to your children. You see, the point of a father in this life is supposed to be a picture that points to another father that is in the life to come. My role is supposed to be able to love my kids in such a way that they actually get a little bit of a glimpse of what it's like to know God as their father. And that's our opportunity, and that's the privilege that we have as as dads, warrior dads that would fight for our family and fight for our marriages. And then as well, maybe you're not a dad today, and I just want to say um, maybe you've wanted a dad, and maybe you've hoped to have a dad, um, that perhaps he was absent, perhaps he was abusive, perhaps he wasn't very affirming to you. Maybe you never had a dad or wanted to have a dad that would just acknowledge you and just notice you and just celebrate you and champion you and love you. If that's you today, I just want you to know that you do have a dad like that. You've got a heavenly father today who adores you, and he champions you today. He celebrates you today. He covers you today with his love. He is crazy about you. He's crazy about you, and you can know him today, and you can follow him today. See, the good thing about, the amazing thing about the gospel, the amazing thing about Christianity, what we do here is the people of God. Um, I love the music, you know. I love this, I love groups, I love people, I love discipleship, I love theology, I love reading, I love community, I love justice, I love all the things that we get to participate in as the people of God. But the greatest thing about being a part of the people of God is that you have a Father in the Most High God. And He loves you and He, he cares for you today and that you can, you can know Him. And he, He's like the prodigal son's father. He's looking for you and wanting you and pursuing you today. Hey, would you just, would you bow your heads with me today and would you close your eyes as we wrap it up?
I don't know um, maybe what your story is or what your journey is or how you even clicked on this link today and how you watched this today, but I want you to know whoever you are and wherever you are and whatever your story has been that you've got a God that loves you today. He loves you like crazy. And I want you to know that you can know that God today and you can, you can receive him, you can, you can accept him into your life. He, he wants you and he wants to know you. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus died for you so that you could be restored back to the Father. And so today, wherever you are and whoever you are, I would like to invite you. Maybe this is the first time that you've ever thought of God in this way. I would say you can know God today and you could receive him today. The way that you do that is in faith. It's not through becoming a better person or not through trying to make yourself better or clean yourself up. But the way that you do that is through faith. Today in faith, you could offer a prayer to God from your heart and something like this. God, today I receive you as my dad. Today I receive you. Today I receive your forgiveness. Today I trust in Jesus, his life, his death, and his resurrection for me. And I receive you. And I thank you for making me new today. In Christ's name, amen. Hey, well, if you did that today, and today you're taking a new step, maybe you're a dad and you're taking a new step today. Maybe you're a dad and for the first time you're receiving love from your heavenly dad, your heavenly father today. Maybe you're just figuring this out. Maybe you're new to all this. Maybe you're making the step today. Hey, we want to know and we want to help you in the process. We want to serve you well in this process. There's going to be a link that's going to come across right now that's a way that you can uh, take a step and let us know and get connected and give us your information. And we'd love to be able to just celebrate with you and to encourage you in this way. So click that link and, and let us know. We'd love to be able to support you and encourage you. Um, today. Hey, well, church, we're going to um, uh, respond as we do each week in worship um, by remembering what Christ has done for us. As I said, his life, his death, and his resurrection. And so today we'll celebrate a communion. I would encourage you to grab whatever you can. If you're a follower of Jesus, Jesus encourages us to do this. Um, grab a cup or whatever you can get as a closest resemblance to the cup today. Uh, get, uh, get the bread or get a cracker or whatever you can find in your house. Um, today we remember and we receive as a part of our worship what Christ has done um, for us. The bread today represents Jesus' body on the cross that was broken for us. Um, his body that was given for us and that hung on the cross uh, for you and for me. And then the cup today represents his blood that was shed on the cross. Um, his blood for your atonement, for your forgiveness. His blood that would wash you clean. And so today in this meal, we remember and we celebrate what Christ has done for us. If you've crossed the line of faith, if you're a follower of Jesus, I encourage you to do this as an act of worship. Examine your own heart today. Man, if you're a dad, like, where is it that God is stirring in you today in your own spirit? What's God calling out of you today? What's God calling into you today? Take a moment to examine and to I'll do business with God, and then when you're ready, you can receive Christ's body and his shed blood for you.